guess what day it is. It's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Best of Adam's Podcast. That's like the coolest thing I ever heard. All right, people, we're here again today on a Wednesday for the Pastor Adam Podcast Devo thingy. Uh, before we really get into this, I just want to point out, this is a sweater that I bought for uh, for Christmas Eve service, but Christmas Eve is like 70, 75 degrees here, so a little warm to wear it, uh, but the cold weather that has uh, consumed the seemingly all of the United States finally made it down here. A little chilly today, uh, so time to bust this up, but... I was like, I don't know about this area right here. And my wife's like, it's called a cowl neck. I don't know if that's the cowl neck is for me. It seems like, I feel like I look a little dangly. That's, that's weird. But we, but here we are, I'm wearing it. Um, so I don't know. Now that that's out of the way though, cause I know you were thinking like, what's up with that sweater? I know. Uh, let's talk about the cowboys. Now, if you're, uh, if you're just tuning into this and you're like, are we going to be talking about sports a lot? Yeah, we are. I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize up, up front. But I got a lot to say about it. I got a lot of hurt, a lot of anger and bitterness. and But we're going we're gonna to talk some scripture too. Okay, so here we go. So my beloved Cowboys that I've loved for 40 years, they lost once again in the playoffs. Something that happens quite frequently. And I'm devastated. Still, to this this time, like, it's been three and a half days. But I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm a tornado of emotions. But here's the conclusion that I came to after this. Uh, this embarrassment of a game. This embarrassment of a football team. And it's this. I'm done. I'm done. No more Cowboys for me. They make me sick. They make me sick. I took down the banners. I had the five Super Bowl banners hanging in my office down. I had a big metal Cowboy sign down. They're, it's done. I, I even I was talking to Gianna the other day from college. I said, by the way, I'm no longer a Cowboys fans fan and and she said something that the same thing that my wife even said she said I thought you weren't a fair weather fan and I'm like fair weather tell me when there's been some fair weather maybe in the regular season playoffs is always stormy and nasty I've been doing this for I've been supporting them for 28 years since our last Super Bowl haven't even made a, a NFC championship game not even that I've been supporting this dumpster fire of a team that has been toying with my emotions for too long, these front-running, no heart, no winning when it's important clowns. 28 years of disappointment. And you can only take so much. I mean, every year, it's our year. Well, until the playoffs come, then it certainly isn't our year. I have trauma from these losses. Just I, Going back, back in 2006, my wife did a surprise birthday party for me. What was on during that part? The Cowboys. We were at a restaurant. They had the Cowboys on. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. And and uh, and we, not we, because I'm not a Cowboys fan anymore, the Cowboys simply had to kick a field goal to win the game. That's it. 
And it wasn't even a hard field goal. It was right there. Like pretty much an extra point. It might have been closer than an extra point. But what happened? They snapped the ball. Tom, Tony Romo botched the snap. Couldn't get the ball down on the ground properly for the kicker. Then he ended up running and getting tackled a yard short. And guess what? Lost the game. Lost the game. Great birthday gift, huh? That That's the equivalent of somebody, you know, that you love and you support your whole life, bringing you a birthday gift. And you're so excited. You're like, oh, you got me a gift. I love it. And you open it up and then... Cause you and you're excited. What's going to be in there? Cause you just love them so much. You open the gift and you look inside and you're like, "Is that poop?" And they're like, "Yeah." We took a dump in the box. I hope you like it. No, I don't like it at all. And you know what? I was thinking maybe I would go through all of the the heartbreak that I've gone through, each Cowboys playoff failure. But I'm not because it's just too many to list, and it annoys me still. The Dez catch, the miracle kick that Mason Crosby kicked where it was going left in a dome, and then all of a sudden it makes a right and go. It's crazy. The San Francisco losses. But this one that lost the other day, 48 to 32, and by the way, it wasn't even that close. That That's just, you think so. Even my wife's like, oh, they, they tried. They had 32. Stop it. It's not. It, to be honest with you, I can't say I watched it. I turned it off at 14 and nothing. I turned it off. I tossed the remote over to Lola. I said, put whatever you want on. I've seen this movie. It doesn't end well. I'm not watching this trash anymore. But I couldn't get away from the game because I kept getting people texting me, all the Cowboys haters, updating me on the score. 27 nothing, 48-16. Yeah, 48-16 with six minutes left. And don't tell me that they tried. Those are... Garbage time points they got to get to 32. I, I got one text. 48-16. Still a few minutes left. You never know. Get out of here. What they need to do is just clean house, fire everybody. Here's it. And, and, and when I mean everybody, m- most people. Here's who I'd keep. C.D. Lamb. Great receiver. Jake Ferguson. Like him as a tight end. Tyler Smith. He's a good offensive lineman. Deron Bland. Six pick sixes going back. He didn't play specifically well this past Sunday, but I'm going to give him a pass because this is his first year starting like that. Trayvon Diggs was hurt all year, so he gets to come back. But that's about it. That's about it. My favorite player the last couple years for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, a no-show. His worst statistical game ever in the biggest game of his life. And I heard he wore a Bobby Boucher jersey to the game. If you don't know who Bobby Boucher is, he's the water boy from the movie. What did Bobby Boucher do? He tore it up. He sacked the quarterback. He did everything. You wear that jersey to the game, you better do some damage. You better sack the quarterbacks. Better make that quarterback pay. But nope, Micah Parsons, MIA, one of the greatest defenders, defensive players in the league, doesn't show up for the biggest game. I'm done. But you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the players anymore. Whatever. I, I was annoyed. I was upset. And Lauren's like, I'm sure that they're upset about it too. And I was like, okay, there's a difference because I can be upset sitting here. I have nothing. They go home to their mansions. They're like, hey, can we have our personal chef cook us a meal? They get in their nice silk sheets or whatever they have. And they're, and then they, and then she's like, well, but everybody's going to be talking about it. I hate them. Yeah, they can get a charter jet and go to Greece and sit uh, sipping drinks on the Mediterranean and get away from everything. We can count their millions in the bank. 
So they're they not feeling it like I am. Sorry. The coaches need to be fired. Some accountability needs to be taken. We need better coaches, better players, and, and they all need to take accountability. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking about my fandom of the Cubs, my love for them. They've always been the top team. It's always been Cubs, then Cowboys, and so that kind of thing. But when the Cubs lose, I don't get all angry and bent out of shape for some reason. I don't like it. I definitely don't like when they lose, but I'm like, and I can just, whatever. And I think it's because of the ownership. Before the Ricketts came and bought the club, the Cubs, there was really no expectations we were ever going to win because as long as Wrigley sold out for their day games every day, it was like, whatever. If we win, we win. If we don't, that it doesn't matter. But when the Ricketts bought the club, Tom Ricketts said, hey, I'm going to try to do my best to, to bring Chicago a championship. But the difference is he didn't hype us up every year and say this is going to be the... No, he was like, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to try to get better every year. And in 2016, it paid off. And even this year, like we had a decent year last year, uh, a lot of improvement, a lot of good, some good young players and all that. And, and the fan base was thinking, maybe this is the year we go out and we get some free agents, we spend some money, and this will be our good playoff run. But no, he this year, this offseason, we got one sort of big, but not really, signing of a Japanese pitcher that we don't really even know if it's going to be. So the expectations, they're tempered. If we're good this year and we contend, awesome. But probably not. But Jerry Jones from the Cowboys, he hypes us up. He fuels the fire. This is the best team we've seen since the 95 Super Bowl team. Every week, it's something new. We're headed in the right direction. We're headed to the Super Bowl. Enough. Just shut up. People say they hate the Cowboys fans because we're always saying, like, this is going to be our year. We're going to the Super Bowl. It's because we, we hear all this stuff from inside the camp. Oh, man, he's saying this. The owner, you can't get. But it's just it's just false. It's nonsense. And, and even though I want him to shut up and not put that pressure on, I kind of want the pressure and I want the type of players who step up in that and I know that hasn't been the case the the playoffs expose us every year and these playoff failures are so disappointing and and, and so like Pastor Eric said you got to realize only one team wins it every year then there's 31 other teams that go home with nothing and I think I get so disappointed and upset because of, and this is going to come out of left field for me. You know who I blame for this? Michael Jordan. And you'd be like, how are you blaming Michael Jordan for the Cowboys failing every year? Listen, here's why. Growing up, I was, I was a big Michael Jordan fan. I watched all of his games. I was a big basketball fan. You know, we had our dynasty in Chicago. And what did I see year in and year out? Michael Jordan step up and get better when the pressure was highest. Even before he won the championships, he he played amazing in all of those. Even if he lost, he was out there giving it his best, playing at the highest level. And then in the in the um, uh, championship runs that we had, the the two three peats, he was the reason. Right, all of my favorite athletes like Jordan. 
Iverson, even though he didn't win a championship, he played big in the big playoff games. He just didn't have a championship team around him. Jimmy Butler, they call him Playoff Jimmy for a reason because he steps up, he gets better. Kyle Schwarber from the Cubs, he batted over 400 in the World Series after missing the majority of the season due to a tour ACL. Michael Bisping from the UFC, he won a UFC championship with one eye. Literally, he couldn't see out of his eye because he had a detached retina and then all this thing happened. He went blind in his eye, but he still won the championship. These are people that step up when the pressure is the most. Michael Irvin, who is my favorite Cowboy player of all time, went on a rant on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And he said that as a player, when he was there, he knew the history of the Cowboys and his his duty was to match the success of his predecessors. And he did it. He stepped up when the pressure was on. So did Troy Aikman. So did Emmett Smith. So did Charles Haley. So did Deion Sanders and that, those whole teams. But not these Cowboys, though. Over the past few days, I've just sat and watched these sports shows. Laugh at the Cowboys. Laugh at me as a fan. Gloat in the loss as we wild went. I was just sitting in this muck of listening to everybody talking about it. And Lauren's like, why are you still watching Because I have to. I just got to listen to it. And here's the thing. Here's what I've realized. Football is bad for me. It's bad for me. I need to disown the team, which I've supported for 40 years. I need to take a break from football in general. So I've decided to take a year off. I'm done for a year. As a matter of fact, the other day when uh, the Bills and Dolphins were playing, you know what I was watching? Professional bowling. Lauren's like, what are you watching? I'm like, we're watching bowling right now. And after about an hour, she's like, can you just put anything else on? I was like, it's, there's nothing but football playing other play. I don't, it's just whatever. When the Eagles were being demolished by Tampa Bay, do you know what I was watching? Mission Impossible, the newest one. Yeah. I need a year to cleanse myself of football, of misery, of hurt and disappointment. And I need this break. Also, because scripture says something about it and says something about me. Yeah, there's a scripture component to this. And in this probably entirely too much football talk for the average listener of my podcast devotional. I'm not blind to the fact that most of you probably don't want to hear about this, but here, but about the football thing. But this is what I just had on my heart. So here we go. Ecclesiastes 7.9. Be quick in your spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the hearts of fools. Yep. The, uh, the Cowboys specifically in the playoffs are quick to get my spirit angry. And yes, I understand I am a fool to do this every year, specifically for 28 years. So this is one thing pointed out. Hey, you're a fool. If you let this thing, yeah, I know. And I, and I don't like it. So I got to step away from it. 2 Timothy 2.22, so flee from your youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. You know what? You're right. I am going to flee from this youthful passion. I mean, it's a passion that I got from my youth. And you could say I'm pretty passionate about it, as you hear it right now. And I need to flee from it, do different things, get away. Ephesians 4.26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Well, I've been pretty angry for, what is it, like three and a half days now? I feel like I need a conversation with the players, with the coaches, with the Cowboys' ownership. Like, hey, fellas, 
Scripture says I shouldn't let the sun go down on my anger. We need to talk this out. I need. I got a lot to say, but that's not going to help. Um, the reason I became one of the reasons I became a Cowboys fan when I was younger. This is something Lola said to me that's made me laugh. But uh, I saw a lamp, a Cowboys football helmet lamp, when I was like five at a garage sale. We got that. That became my team from then on. And Lola knows the story. She goes, maybe you should find that Cowboys helmet lamp, break it, and then send it to the Cowboys. I was like, hmm. But that's, no. Because that's, again, the anger in a foolish heart. That, And uh, I, I cannot sin in my anger. Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. This is the hardest because, in all honesty, I'm still bitter, still angry, still want to slander the organization. I do have malice. So I just have to pray that these feelings will subside. Take a year, like I said, that I was going to do, and just kind of let it go. I'm trying to put together a plan. See, here's the thing. I Here's my routine. I usually wake up, I watch sports shows, then I go to work. At lunch, I watch another sports show. I get, show, I get sports updates on my phone throughout the day. And before I check the, you know, before I go to bed, I check the latest sports headlines. But I need to make drastic changes in my daily routine, which is easier said than done. So I'm thinking, I'm just trying to put this together, spitballing. Maybe I get up in the morning, I don't turn the TV on. And I start reading scripture in the morning uh, for a good bit of time. Now, I usually do my scripture reading stuff at church when I get here. But, no, I should do it at home. And uh, then do maybe a little extended prayer time. Go to work. uh, Lunch. I don't know, maybe I just, uh, I don't watch TV. Because, you know, I usually watch Undisputed at lunch. Eliminate the sports updates on my phone. The problem is I still want to hear about the baseball, basketball, and MMA. Those things don't turn me into a lunatic. Hard to believe, but it's true. It's just the Cowboys that turn me into a crazy person. I don't know. Just, I guess just football's bad for me. Cowboys are bad for me. I disown them, and uh, it's, time, it's time to move on. This was, uh, I know this was mostly a woe is me podcast rather than a devotional. I did point out some scripture in there. I did throw some in there. Maybe you can relate to me and how I am. I, I, I'm i not the only sports fan that gets crazy around this time and what disappointment has. I know. I've seen lots of videos of people punching their TVs. I haven't done that. I haven't, you know, I, I saw a bunch of Cowboys fans like tearing their stuff up. One guy took a flag off his house and threw it into the bushes. And there's a lot of it. I'm not the only one. So I know that there's people, there's an audience for this today. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles fans could probably relate to me today. Speaking of them, I found a funny video um, that made me laugh. Check this out. I know what your problem is. You do? You're just like me. Trash! I don't know. It's a weird one today. Hopefully somebody out there, somebody somewhere got something out of it. And again, for all the non-sports fans, I'm I'm sorry for all the football talk. And guess what? It's not going to happen again. Football's dead to me for at least a year. And I'm not saying I'm going to go right back to the Cowboys next year. No, no, no. And I've been trying to think, what if I what if I decide to get, go back into football and watching it, what, what team would I pick? 
And I was here's the problem. There's no team that's like that I really want to root for. Like the 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 best the contenders in my mind were the Saints because it can't be a good team because then I'm just a bandwagon jumper. I can't do that. It's got to be like maybe the Saints, uh, maybe the Falcons, um, the Chargers, the. Uh, it definitely can't be the Panthers. I don't, I don't like them at all. Um, or the Jaguar. I don't know. But nothing is like making me like, yeah. I mean, I like the colors of, of New Orleans, the Saints, the gold and black. That's pretty cool. But I don't know. Maybe, you know, after Jordan retired, you know, because I was all, all in on them, I just became kind of like a fan of different players and I would follow the players. But it just seems seems like there'd be something missing but maybe it'd make my life easier and better i don't know i don't know i don't know so that's really all i have i'll see you next week with hopefully a better more in line with what i do devotional podcast you know i just feel like i had to unload on this today so you have a good one see you next week